It's Friday, January 20th, and this is the Dutch News Podcast, your weekly chance to catch up with what's been going on here in the Netherlands. I'm Molly Quell, an American journalist and international editor of Delta. With me are Gordon Derrick, British journalist based in The Hague, and Paul Peters, a master's student and Dutch history aficionado. Today we have a lot of public transportation news, pandas, and a discussion about whether or not Trump could happen in the Netherlands. Our top story, the blackout. A major power blackout left 360,000 households without electricity in the Amsterdam area last Thursday morning. The stroomstoring started around 4 a.m. and caused a public transportation chaos since trams weren't able to run, as well as all trains to or from the Amsterdam railway stations. Also, dozens of Albert Heijn supermarkets around the country couldn't be supplied from uh, the Amsterdam-based distribution center, leaving the shelves empty. The municipality of Amsterdam is investigating a possible relation between the power blackout and three deaths in the city when two persons had difficulties reaching the 112 emergency number and another person's medical ventilator reportedly shut down during his sleep. Dutch business leaders have warned that Britain's exit from the European Union could cost the Netherlands 10 billion euros between now and 2030. The government's economic planning agency, CPB, produced the figures after British Prime Minister Theresa May outlined plans for a so-called hard Brexit in two years' time. Britain wants to create not just the EU, but the single market and the customs union as well, meaning some exporters will have to pay around 6% extra in trade tariffs. Foreign Minister Bert Poonders welcomed the development and stressed the need for a constructive relationship with the United Kingdom. In yet more public transit-related news, the NS has announced that all of its electric trains are running on wind energy. According to NS spokesperson Ton Bone, NS aimed to make the switch to wind energy by 2018, but it accomplished its goal a year early. This was due mostly to an increase in the number of wind farms operating in the Netherlands. Ankle bracelets that check if convicted criminals are sticking to alcohol bans are being tested for the first time in the Netherlands this week. The tags work by constantly measuring the level of alcohol in a person's sweat and alerts justice officials if the figure goes up. If successful, it will mean convicts no longer need to give regular urine samples. The courts impose around 500 alcohol bans a year for offences such as drink driving and domestic violence. In other countries where the tags have been introduced, around 80% of criminals have successfully abstained from drinking. Last week, Chinese inspectors reportedly described the new panda enclosures in our Hans Park in Rhene as the largest and most beautiful they have ever seen. Two pandas are coming to the Gelderland Zoo in April following a state visit to China by King Willem-Alexander and Queen Maxima in 2015. The Chinese government maintains a long and strict list of requirements before they agree to sending the pandas abroad. It's unknown when the Chinese inspectors will release their final report and conclusions. As Donald Trump is inaugurated as the 45th President of the United States, attention is turning to a series of elections taking place in Europe later this year. First up, of course, is the Netherlands, where voters are choosing a new parliament on March the 15th. Geert Wilders' Freedom Party has a strong lead in the opinion polls and seems to have tapped into the same vein of anti-elitist discontent as Trump. The other main parties said they won't join a coalition with Wilders, and most commentators say he has no chance of becoming Prime Minister. But after Trump's improbable victory and the Brexit vote in the UK caught experts on the wrong foot, We thought we'd ask, could the Trump effect happen here? So my first question for you, Gordon, is even if Wilders were to become the prime minister, what sort of power does he have to pass legislation? I mean, part of the reason that Trump has such tremendous power in the U.S. is not just because he has power, but because both houses of Congress and soon the Supreme Court will be controlled by Republicans, which just sort of gives them a rubber stamp to do whatever crazy stuff he wants. 
Uh, yeah, it, it it all depends really on what kind of cabinet he's able to form. If if he became prime minister, he'd first have to get a coalition with, together with other parties, and that's inevitable in the Netherlands. You never get a situation where one party becomes a government. He would have to go out and find other parties to do business with. They would then put together a coalition agreement, uh, at which point um, Vil Villers and his coalition partners would have to sit down and thrash out basically what parts of their election manifestos they actually want to put into government. So even then, right from the start, He's going to restrict what he can do. I mean, it's almost. I mean, for example, he he's got in his election program a pledge to close all mosques in the Netherlands, and I can't see any party. So he's going to be constrained from the outset. Um, yeah. And the other thing, of course, is that right in the moment, uh, most of the main parties are saying they won't form a coalition of builders at all. Um, so the, the first question is, can he actually find enough? Um, MPs to uh, to f to have a majority in Parliament. Yeah, Paul, weren't you telling me that there was a thing about how Rutte had said, the Prime Minister had said that he wasn't going to, and then maybe he would, or something like uh, that? Yeah, there was this weird uh, situation going where on last Friday, the Prime Minister said that uh, uh, he wasn't excluding the uh, Freedom Party of Wilders, and then in a Sunday uh, interview, he said he, he, personally, uh, said he personally saw a 0% chance of him working together together with uh, uh, Geert Wilders, which uh, effectively means excluding him. But So he's excluding him without saying he's excluding him. So there's this fuss about what are, what, what are your plans? Are you excluding him or not? And they did form a coalition party, right? The VV Day, the, the Prime Minister Well, strictly party. speaking, um, it wasn't a coalition uh, 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 because uh, the coalition was between uh, the CDA and the VV Day and Wilders was supporting uh, this coalition in parliament without having ministers in the cabinet. Gedoogconstructie, we call it. I don't know what this what the word for in English <laughs> is for that. Wilders, he promised uh, uh, the, this coalition of two parties, which was a minority in parliament, uh, to support them. Uh, so he had a lot of influence in the, uh, uh, in the policies uh, of the cabinet, but he wasn't uh, delivering any ministers. So, you know, it, it was a really weird situation. And Wilders blew up this uh, this construction, so he proved himself not to be a very reliable partner in these sort of sort of things. So, uh, even if parties uh, fundamentally disagree with Wilders, he proved himself to be not very reliable. So that's also a problem for Wilders to form a coalition in the future. Interesting. And what does the latest polling data show at the moment? I've, I've seen some things about that last week. Uh, I think the latest polling data is um, showing that uh, Wilders is still in the lead. Uh, he's, um, the, the number of seats he's projected to have has fallen back a little, but it's still in the sort of mid-30s. And then in the second place is, um, uh, is Matt Rutte's uh, Liberals, the Fefe Day. They're on somewhere in the mid-20s. So Wilders has quite a strong lead, but it's coming back. Um, and the question is whether we can hang on to it through until... Um, the middle of March, and behind that then is um, is a cluster of about four or five um, parties, uh, including the Labour Party, who are the junior party in government at the moment, the PFDR, also the Christian Democrats, the CDR, Deza Sensester, sort of centrist, progressive liberals. <coughs> They're all in there. And a key date to look forward to, I th uh, think, is, is the first televised debate on uh, the 26th of February, and um, the lineup for that's going to be crucial. It's going to be the it's gonna, RTL who are running it. Because they say it's going to be the top four parties in the polls at the start of February. And which part? And that's certainly going to be Wilders and Ritter. And who comes in after that? It could be the Christian Democrats. It could be um, Deza Sensester, D66. And it could also be um, uh, the Green Left uh, group, um, uh, <coughs> uh, left-winger, um, Jesse Klaver. Um, and, and that's going to shape, the, set, that's going to set the tone for the campaign, uh, I think. So that's very interesting to see. 
So what happens if nobody can form a coalition? Well, uh, I don't think we ever had a precedent of that. Um, uh, there are a few things that can happen. A minority cabinet could, could happen. Um, uh, new elections, I guess, but I'm not sure about that. Uh, again, this just never happened before, so I don't know uh, uh, what will happen next. Does it seem most likely that the VVD will then just form a coalition with a bunch of these smaller splinter parties? Because I believe there's 81 parties registered yeah, to run in parliamentary 81 elections. 81 registered to run. Uh, we have to see uh, how many will actually uh, uh, be in the elections because there are some requirements. For example, you need you need to have enough support in, in, in the country and stuff like that. And you need to have a, a certain amount of money in your in your um, in your campaign campaign. Um, so it's the question is how many parties will be in the election, um, then how many parties will end up in parliament. Um, uh, uh, so we will not be getting 81 parties in parliament. I hope. And the other thing to look out for, I think, is um, whatever um, is, is the parties are going to have to look at whether they can actually get a majority in the Senate as well. Because what happened last time is that we had the two parties, the FVD and the uh, and the PVDR, came together and had a majority in the lower house. But they didn't have a majority in the Senate. And at the time, everyone said that's no problem. The Senate's just a revising chamber. Actually, it caused a lot of problems, and they ended up having to sort of form little coalitions right through Parliament with other minor um, uh, parties in opposition to get the legislation through. So I think whoever forms a coalition this time, we're very keen to try and make sure they can actually get a majority in both houses. Yes, the Senate wasn't uh, a very a, a very political um, uh, house, I guess. Uh, but uh, after this, uh, the last uh, coalition, uh, they became much more political. So they had to form coalitions in the Senate as well. And that never happened before. So I think what I'm understanding from this is like Trump can't really happen here, but it still could be not great. I think when you look at the arithmetic, I think, uh, the key thing to, I think, to bear in mind is that unlike in America where you have a big campaign and an election and the election result is really decisive because there's only really two parties. In the Netherlands, the election is really just the start of the process. What's really important, what counts is how, whether you can form a government afterwards. And when you look at the electoral arithmetic, I think it's going to be very hard to see who is going to go into cabinet with Wilders, possibly 50 plus. They might get 10 seats or so. After that, who are you going to look at? A couple of minor parties. He needs one of the big parties. And I can't see the FIFAD going to coalition with him, not least because of the bad experience that Grutter had last time. Same thing for the Christian Democrats. They hated being in that coalition that was supported by Wilders. So I think he's just going to run out of numbers. He's not going to get to 75, which is the number of MPs you need to form a government. And then it'll fall back to Ritter to put together a coalition of uh, smaller parties. And uh, some people, uh, a lot of people think if Wilders will become the largest party in Parliament, he should become the Prime Minister. But there are precedents that the largest party in Parliament didn't deliver the Prime Minister. So uh, it could easily happen that he wins the election, but he will not be able to form a, a government. Yeah, it's quite a different system than, than what's going on in, uh, in America today, actually, as we're recording this podcast. Yes, so. indeed. Well, that is all we have for you this week. This podcast is a production of Dutch News, which can be found online at dutchnews.nl. We will include links to everything we've talked about today in our liner notes. For Gordon Dark and Paul Peters, I'm Molly Quell, and we'll be back next week.